On your left, episode 12, talking Marvel here on Get Into Geek. Mitch and Maddie back with you. Good day, Matt. Sir, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm, I'm being welcomed back too. We're both here. We're both back. Yeah. Um, this isn't this isn't my room. This isn't my studio. What am I welcoming back to? This is this is a team space. I mean, if, I, I'm just sitting back watching you spiral at this point. I know, right? Yeah, if only just, we, if only this wasn't it's live. It's happened early. And <laughs> if only this wasn't live, and we could just, I don't know, hit cancel yeah. and start again. But no, I refuse. It's the only way we get better is to learn from our mistakes, yeah. right? Make it awkward. Let's just yeah. make it real awkward. And you know, as far as get into geeks history go, the hundreds of episodes that are currently available in our podcast library, you'd think I would have gotten a little bit better <laughs> by now. <laughs> One thing we do have to improve on is the fact that you know we were talking about Secret Invasion uh, as it went to air uh, in our last episode. I can't remember which was the Secret Invasion episode that we covered. I'm Maybe episode four. I think we spoke at episode three and four together. We did one and two together, three and four. And okay, we're going to come back and talk about the season finale. And like, you know, it happened. We didn't get time. I've been in Japan working. You know, mate, I've been very busy. Um, and we've been talking a little bit of Ahsoka. And you can check out our chats mm. on Star Wars and things on the channel as well. And we said, look, we just, we finished up last week talking Ahsoka. And we said, we do have to talk about Secret Invasion, which I think because of the way that it ended has sort of diminished our enthusiasm about wrapping up that show. Yeah. Is that a fair way to, to put yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just kind of just, um, just like, we're just like, we're, we're that, uh, the Homer gif, just mm. stepping back into the hedge. Yeah. Just, step, yeah, just stepping away from <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's like your secret like... Marvel shirt. You sort of maybe that maybe that could have been our gift is like us wearing a Nick Fury shirt, disappearing into the bush and coming out wearing an Ahsoka t shirt yeah, or something much. like that. It's like, pretty oh, Marvel, much. what? No, we're all about Star Wars at the moment. <gasps> oh no, maybe we did talk about Episode Five because remember we talked about um him in the um in the mausoleum at the end with like one little pout, one little thing you're for absolutely his absolutely right his eye patch and one for his gun and one for his jacket. Like, yeah. no, you're right, you're right. We spoke about it and yeah. we had all these hopes and dreams and. Things Theories about the season finale and what it could mean about yeah. the future and what it would, how it would wrap up this show and all the different story threads. And uh, I haven't listened back to that episode, but I yeah. dare say that uh, not many of them. It, it sounds like we've just remembered more about the previous episodes mm. than whoever wrote the final episode <laughs> did. Well, look, they... there, there's been a bit of Marvel news over the last like week and a little bit that I did want to touch on because it's got to do with what's what's to come, all their stuff in the future, and 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 specifically not even their movies, but specifically their TV shows. And there's been a lot of delays, and some mm. of them have been delayed with a date, others have just been removed from the release schedule. One of them being Daredevil, which obviously means they're not they're not cancelling Daredevil. They just don't know when they're going to put it out at this point because of the strikes with the writers mm. and uh, and the uh, and the actors as well. That uh, they just don't know when they're going to be able to finish it. My beloved X Men ninety seven. That too, I know, right? So we'll mm. we'll cover that off after. I think we just got to stop delaying talking about Secret Invasion and uh, and just rip the band aid off now. Um, rip, rip the bandaid off that tiny Drax arm. Oh my god! Um, like, who thought that was a good idea? Who saw that and went, "Yep, that is a finished shot." <laughs> you know what hurts, and I, I don't. I, it's, I couldn't remember what the last episode we spoke about about Secret Invasion, but I had, at, you know, along the way, editing and stuff. I'd, I'd you know, listened to our wrap up on the first two episodes, and uh, you know, we were pretty positive on those first two because it was a very yeah. different feel. It promised a very different show, a very different story, and sort of a, like an underground type thing. A, a, aside from the big scale MCU stuff that's going on, there probably was room for something as monumental as a, an alien invasion of shapeshifters 
happening within our world that was kind of still underground and no one knew about it. Mm. There was definitely room for that to happen, but it having big impacts. Where's it going to finish? But it still feels like boots on the ground, a bit dirty, a bit gritty, away from like the big showy stuff. Nothing but CGI shit. You know, <laughs> remember when She-Hulk made fun of finales that are just a CGI mess of two equally powered creatures fighting against each other? Why would we mm. ever do that again? And it was like either the writers don't talk to each other or that the or that they did that ironically knowing that's exactly how their next live action show was going to go and going to finish well, like it doesn't it actually doesn't make sense don't they famously not talk to each other cuz didn't elizabeth olsen say like mm. the people who made multiverse of madness had no idea what was happening in WandaVision and basically undid everything. Yeah. Like, she was not happy about... Yeah, well, Sam Raimi, who directed of it, uh, Ma- uh, Multiverse, he said that he hadn't watched the show, which is like, fine, mm. you don't have to watch the show. Hopefully your writers, though, you're directing a script. Hopefully your writers, though, are aware yeah. of, of that. And, like, you know, they, they're allowed to change things and there were ways that... that sh- I mean, that show, you sort of walk away from that and, and you know that she did some bad shit, but then when you really sit back, you're like... Oh no, she was the villain. Like she did some yeah. good stuff at the end, but she was the villain of her own story. And then there were promises at the end that she was not quite over the streak of of, of villainy, and she was going to do maybe one or two more bad things for the right reasons with her kids and stuff. And then it just completely sort of changed the yeah. decisions that remember, they made about her remember character. Right at the end of One Division, when well, we're we're no, no, you. It's fine. remember right at the end of One Division where they gave her the book that corrupts your soul and uh, turns you evil. Mm-hmm. That could have been if they'd lent more into that, mm. then. Nothing that happens in Multiverse of Madness is a problem. Yeah. But they just needed to just lean more into the Darkhold. Yeah. Like, and you're fine. That's yeah. your MacGuffin. Yeah. It was just kind of like, hey, in between that show and this movie, I read a book. We're not going to talk about the book anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're going to like destroy one book. It's going to come into the end of that film, but that sort of felt like, and like, you know, this is a shared franchise and, and people that, and we're talking about it over in Star Wars as well. The the people that are four episodes deep into Ahsoka that are now going, oh, hang on a second. I don't want to have to watch Rebels. It's like... Sure, mm. but this isn't. Sh- this is a shared franchise. I mean, this character herself is uh, is from the animation. So if you come into it, you got to know that they're probably going to reference some stuff. So the end of multiverse, they're referring to a dark hole. It's like, well, hang on. There was six hours worth of content on Disney <clears throat> Plus about this character. It was the first thing we got in a long time around you yeah. know, a post you know twenty twenty COVID that you probably could have punched that out on a weekend on Disney Plus before watching this film mm. to stop you from complaining about this sort of stuff. But you're right, like yeah. in the middle of it or most of the film until the end of it, it was like, hey, this is how we're going to fix it. That book that we have not referred to very much yeah. at all throughout the movie. Having said that, I will defend Multiverse of Madness to my dying breath. It it's a masterpiece. I don't I don't care. It's it's. It's my Batman Returns. It's a flawed film that I will defend to my dying breath because wow. I loved it. Okay. Oh, wow. See, yeah. we didn't speak about that. I don't think we've ever spoken about Multiverse well, of Madness totally properly. Not. Like, personally, obviously not on mic. We just... Mm. Okay. No, I fucking loved it. Wow. It's okay. Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. It's Sam Raimi doing Marvel stuff. Yeah. And it's Wanda. A lot of X-Men stuff in there and, yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah, fucking, fucking Patrick Stewart came back in... Arguably a little bit too large of a hovering chair. The chair could it was a, the scale was a little off there. It was a little off. Yeah. No, I'll defend that to my dying day. Well, you know what? Except for caveat. Mm. Except for that third eye in his head at the end. Yeah. Okay. That that looked like it belonged in Secret Invasion. <laughs> all right. Well, we maybe should you know with all that spare time we find to cover Marvel stuff. That's why we're covering Secret Invasion seven weeks after it finished. But <laughs> we should maybe I'll rewatch. I've never rewatched. Multiverse. So I've only oh, seen it the once. No, I've done it like three or four times. Okay, love I'll, it. I'll rewatch it. We can talk about it properly. Um, yeah, that 
what I did like about the finale, uh, I know we're trying to talk about the show overall as well, but the finale was that it just it it picked up where the the episode five finished. And it was like a two-part finale, really. Like, yeah. it didn't sort of stop for 15, 20 minutes, re-establish what's going on, and then we're going to have this quick fight at the end. It was mm. straight into action. Nick Fury was off to, you know, Chernobyl or whatever. Or not Nick Fury, as we come to find out. Yeah. But um, it just started right where the last one um, left off. And so it felt like, okay, this is the, this is the action half of this two-part finale. I like this. And then it was just... I, didn't, I just didn't care well, about any of it. Well, everything, well, that's because that's the thing. Because you finally get that massive, like that fantastic speech that mm. that Gravik gives to Nick Fury about why he's doing all this and the emotional resonance. So Gravik's letting all of this, all of this trauma and all of this stuff that he's letting out, so he can finally be a sympathetic villain because mm. he wasn't sympathetic at any point during mm. anything for me. But then it's all, he's actually in the end, he's all just said it all to Gaia and Nick Fury never heard a single word of that. Yeah. So that whole thing just becomes a waste. As fantastic as the performance was of Gravik doing that, Mm. like the the guy who plays Gravik, from a story point of view, it doesn't matter because Mm. Nick never heard that. Yeah, that's the, in world, it's not his fault that he didn't know he was speaking to the wrong person, Mm. but narratively, it's like, that's... That's the thing that's going on in this. It's it's Nick and someone that feels let down by him. Like, Gravik's yeah. a bad guy, but when we saw bits and pieces of his backstory and then he spoke a bit more in the present day about why he was doing what he was doing, I understood he was making wrong... He was doing the wrong thing, but I could understand how he got there. And, like, you know, you got to sit there and go, hang on, for 30 years they've been told that... They were on an alien planet. They've been told they'll, they'll be helped out, taken somewhere else. Instead, they've been used and abused for 30 years, mm. and then people have seemingly forgot about them. And along the way, they would have lost half of their people through the, the snap oh, and all yeah, that, which, again, course. wasn't Nick's fault. But, like, tragedy after tragedy for these lost people, I can understand why he did what he did. So, narratively speaking... That's what I mean. This show was built at the start. Everyone come away loving Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, right? So we oh, got, yes. we got that relationship within show. It's one of the best chemistries in the MCU at the moment. These two just work. Remember off them each in other the so train. Well. Remember like episode yep. two or three of them in the train just talking. Yep, tearing shreds off each other, right? Nick like, telling that story about his ancestors, like his yep. grandparents or whatever. Yep. Like just great stuff. So good. So good. And then. He dies unceremoniously. It's like, well, that's that's what happens in real life. Mm. But also, but we already did it two episodes ago with Maria. Yep, we did it with Maria, and then we also did it the next episode with Gaia. But then cut to episode three. No, we didn't. And then mm. we're gonna do it with her dad. And then it's like, oh, clearly, like there was no ceremony to his death. There was no big sacrificial play. It was just like, whoopsie, he's dead. And you're like, well, that's not how television and movies do it not this mainstream sort of cookie cutter formula sort of stuff does it right we're gonna that's not him dead and no no he's sorry yeah, yeah he, he is dead so he's gone yeah. okay because well. remember remember that whole the whole point of that mission was they wanted to assassinate the american president mm-hmm. and gravik managed to get into a position where he could shoot talos in the mm-hmm. head remember who was right next to talos <laughs> when he got shot <laughs> Yeah, the but, U.S. president, mate. You're not going to get an extra two episodes if you kill the right guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but that must have been a really good firefight. Mm. In that they were positioned so well that the main bad guy could get into a position yeah. to take a shot at the one person the Secret <laughs> Service were protecting yeah. and shoot the guy directly next to him. Yeah. Open shot, plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, weird are blocking. You fucking kidding me. 
weird, weird blocking of that entire yeah. action scene that should have been like, well, you've got helicopters coming in, and you've got like a black ops Russian wearing uh, alien army coming in to try and assassinate an, an American president and foreign. Like, that's great tension. That's great stuff. Only two people there uh, between Talos and Nick that actually know what's going on. And they're the ones coming in. And there's an American soldier there uh, that's one of our Avengers that's actually not an Avenger. He's an alien. He's a double. It's like, wow. So much great stuff going in there. But the way that the action was, yeah, blocked out or that it was shot, it just didn't... Mm. None of it... I didn't know where everyone was in that scene. It wasn't like one team's on left side and other team's on the right side and it just makes a lot more sense. I can see it in my head without cutting it, it did i don't know it pissed yeah. me off but and then yeah like you said he had the opportunity to do the thing that they were there to do didn't do it just so that even more emotional stakes could be put onto nick fury's side and then you get to that last episode nick goes to see him because that's what he said he was going to do and then he walks into chernobyl and he's getting like overly affected by radio like i'm like are you dying anyway or is the radiation supposed to be that bad that you can't even walk in for five minutes without being yeah. totally affected by it? So Gaia well, then yeah, I guess is overselling it and he'd taken his radiation ta- pills. And he's popping them like Tic Tacs. Yep, yep. And then cut to the end of the episode mm. when all the humans that were in those little pods mm. uh, were released. Yeah. What's happened to them? And they just wandered out mm. into the middle of Chernobyl with no one there to actually like... Well, they've been in Chernobyl for, I mean, yeah. years perhaps. Like, are those so, little... Pods that they're in are they radiation? Prote- oh, I guess. But they're not once they walk out into yeah. the into the open, mm. and it's just like oh, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> like how long were they going to be? Like mm. nothing made sense. No, no, and I'm like so annoyed. when I mean, did Gravik know that turning on the little um, super powered generator machine was not going to give Nick Fury powers? Like. Was it was it genetically coded to working to only scroll DNA? And if that's the case, I guess you can leave him in there um, yeah. while he spins around Magneto style, you know, getting getting powered up. But mm. then all of a sudden, Nick Fury, you know, punches him through the roof, and you're like, "Holy shit! Nick's got powers now! Amazing!" Which, in hindsight, once it was revealed to be Guy, I'm like, I probably would have preferred if it was Nick. Like that would probably make more sense in a sense that this guy who's been trying to set up this Avengers team because we need people to be able to do all this. Uh, no, actually we're going to give it to this new character. What you what you needed there, I think, is Nick had to be there to hear the conversation that Gra- like the big monologue that Gravik had. Mm. Nick had to be there to hear that so yes. that he could grow and change as a person like mm. and, and actually sort of get all that. Yeah. I think it was the right move to give Gaia the powers. Mm. I don't think it was the right move to give Gaia all of the powers. Yeah. Like, we talked about it in maybe episode two or three when you, when you saw, like, it was it was four powers. It was Extremis, it was Groot, it was a Frost Giant, and it was... Um, the... the uh, Carl Obsidian or whatever. Yes. Yeah. There's your four powers that a, that a Super Scroll has mm. that are very, very close to Fantastic Four powers. Yeah. That's all you needed. Yeah. You didn't need to give them a baby, baby Drax arm. Ghost and powers. Ghost and everyone's powers. like, hey, the people like the fans like us sitting back going, where was Ghost in the battle? Well, you couldn't see her, obviously. We obviously That's couldn't why. see her, yeah. but when did, like, at what point did she get thrown and by whom? Who, who, how did she get there? When did she, like, it's not like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. showed up. Obviously, it's a yeah. different story, but like, Daredevil doesn't show up. It's like none of these characters that exist in the MCU that are actually out there doing superhero stuff. It's like, oh, Ghost, that questionable villain that's been phasing in and out and struggling with her own yeah. abilities, who's now under the protection of blah, blah, blah. Well, now she was there. And then, but then Drax, who was there, but with his powers of, super strong arms also come his tattoos yeah tattoos aren't aren't genetic guys 
And they're not. What they're will not, the, not, mean, this tattoo here I have on my arm is not going to be passed down to my offspring. <laughs> I'm trying to think now what two of the. There's been so much. I think I've then, honestly blocked out some of it. Here's the other thing too is, and again, it's it's something that's left up in the air. So they said, oh, it was blood that was picked up from everyone who was on the battlefield, mm. right? Mm. Including Cull Obsidian, Ebony Moor, you know, all the, yep. all the... They were all turned to dust. So mm. are we saying that any blood they spilled stayed, but it was just their core body that turned to dust, well, but their blood... Stayed? No, we don't know what kind of thoughts are running through Tony Stark's head when he decided mm-hmm. to cl- to snap True. away. You know, I mean, cl- he somehow managed to save Gamora, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, he 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 um, registered along the way that oh, she must have turned. Anyone that's still evil right now, dust it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it just it raises questions on things that had been capped. Right, Endgame was Endgame. Now we're like, so hang on, Ghost was there. Um, when you take um, Ebony Moore's powers, mm. his rings also pop up on your feet. <laughs> yeah, there was <laughs> when he force pushes you or something. There like. was a frost giant. Yeah, frost giant was there somewhere. Apparently, yep. It's, and it's do like, frost giants have blood? This oh, oh I guess they must because Loki. I guess is technically a frost yeah, giant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions, and. Um, yeah, like just logistics. You don't you don't want to sit there and go, is this writer even looking at the other stuff that the franchise yeah. is working in? But when that sort of stuff, like, I get that it looks cool, but I honestly like, uh, even despite the uh, the She Hulk finale, I'm sitting there watching it with my wife. Had watched the entire series with me, and that episode, and we didn't speak about it after. And I'm sitting there wondering. Is she just thinking, oh, well, you like this, like, you like superhero stuff, so you're going to like everything that's thrown at Which, you know, a lot of people that don't buy into this side of, of pop culture mm. just think, well, you'll watch anything that gets thrown up there. And it's like, no, 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 we're we're pretty judgy on this sort yeah, of stuff. I've got, like, I've got you know, standards, you know, sorry. Not every, not every Star Wars fan loved Rise of Skywalker and the fact that Palpatine was back because he was the old bad guy or anything. Mm. And just because we love... Somehow he returned. Somehow he returned. Uh, do you want to explain that? No. No. That's, no. that's, that's completely I'm acceptable. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I just did. Mm-hmm. He said, somehow. Send me my Emmy. <laughs> Thank you. But then, you know, this pops up and it's like, this. we don't just want to see a big CGI fest of two overly super-powered people that have got every power of every superhero we've seen yeah. so far. Remember, remember like two years ago when everyone was whinging about Captain Marvel being way too overpowered? Yeah. So we're going to give her Captain Marvel, we're going to give them both Captain Marvel powers mm, mm. plus everyone else's powers. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, that's why I'm really looking forward to the Marvels because mm. it seems to be finally giving us some rules in terms of Carol's powers. Yeah. Because the Carol Danvers that I love from Earth's Mightiest Heroes, it's she's like Bishop from the X-Men. She absorbs energy mm. and then re- she, doesn't, she doesn't have just an infinite amount of energy that yeah, she can right. expel as blasts and mm. photon blasts and stuff like that. She absorbs it and then bounces back. And then in like the Marvel's trailer, they said, oh, she absorbs light. They all have yeah, light-based yeah, yeah. powers. Carol absorbs light. Mm. So I'm, I think the Marvel's is actually going to finally help sort of smooth some of those edges over to... to yeah. I mean, it's never going to make the neckbeards happy, but at least it will, you know, it will make things a little bit better there. Yeah. But yeah, so to just just be like, we're just going to give them everything. Mm. Maybe Amelia Clark's just really bad at finales. Maybe that's, maybe that's... The poor woman. Yeah. Like, of the franchise, like Game of Thrones, amazing. Khaleesi, great character. Even if the Breaking Bad itself as a concept worked because the whole time everyone's like she's gonna turn into a father this is all happening the way that it happened the speed with which it happened and then the show just ends and you're like oh god damn it you know 
Terminator. Hey, we're gonna you're gonna play a young Sarah Connor in a fucking Terminator movie alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger. Holy mm. shit! Fuck yeah! And then Genesis happened. It's like, oh god damn it! Hey, throw into her the MCU. Oh, this is amazing. And even once it's revealed she's a scroll, and people, are like, oh, I was kind of hoping that she was gonna be what's that agent's name? Um, uh, Firebrand, Amelia. Yeah, um, not Amelia. Uh, not Amelia Firebrand. Um, but, uh, uh, that's gonna bug me now. We know who we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone Green else hair. does. She's um, a and uh, that maybe she'll, maybe that will be the body that's in one of the pods, and that even if she dies as a scroll, which is what everyone kind of thought after episode, what would that have been three? Everyone's like, oh, hang on, the scroll Gaia will die, but then that agent will wake up in her little pod, and she'll come out, and she'll know everything, and then that's how we'll keep. Uh, that's how the the Gaia thing will emotionally affect Talos, but then we'll still get to keep Amelia Clark in the MCU and have her play the character that everyone kind of thinks she would anyway. And uh, well, no, that didn't happen. And it's just like she then she gets stuck with being a meme by this point, right? Like that finale happens, and the amount of times you see a picture of Amelia Clark in a leather jacket with a really tiny little baby Drax arm. Yeah. Abigail Brand, by the way. Abigail Brand. There you go. It's bugging me how to do it. I yeah. just feel so, so sorry for her. And then you get to the end of it, and I'm like, well, were we just now to believe that Gaia, like, she went through a bit of an arc, you know, she'd sort of lost all faith in her dad and and, and half of the, the Skrulls and certainly Nick Fury and humanity. She was siding with Gravik and then very quickly changed back because maybe Gravik had something to do with her mum, mm. but she's not really sure. So she's definitely good now. But now we've got to believe that she's enough of an asshole that we're never going to see her again, right? Like, I want Amelia Clark there, but if we bring her back, she's... She's so superpowered. She can do everyone's yeah, job. She is the Avengers. Yeah. Well, it's a one-woman show at this point. Like Olivia Coleman comes on and says, "Hey, don't be wandering the streets by yourself. Come work mm. for me." Good. Okay, that's a thread that we've kind of put a little bit of a capper on. If we don't see, well, she's just out working for her. But what? Olivia Coleman's hasn't got enough of a Nick Fury sort of streak about her that she's not going to want to use that person and her superpowers, or she's not going to break bad enough herself, uh, Gaia, to to want to use them to either help her people or. Like, is there a threat that's going to come to Earth now or that's going to affect the Skrulls and she's not going to just want to use 17 of her many superpowers to help and that it's not going to be covered in the MCU? Is she going to become the next uh, alien entity, eternal thing, popping up in the middle of the bloody... Um... Yeah, because cool, there's also that weird sort of tale scene where... Like they find the other bunker that's just got like mm. thousands of people in horizontal pods this time instead of vertical pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, well, what are what are they doing? Yeah. And it's like, okay, mm. so what's? I feel like that almost should have been like a post credit scene, not being mm. like, oh, and that stupid fucking president scene. Oh, where him he's going like, like yeah. oh, doing the thing. Um, oh my god, I wrote it down. What and I don't fucking... even know if this is because I, I really like Dermot Mulroney as a, as an actor, and that I I've, I've generally seen him in more nice guy roles, where he is playing that sort of like a lovable, even if like a little lovable, unlucky sort of guy, uh, whether it's in a romantic thing or not. That. I thought, well, he's going to be, you know, he was angry about what happened to him, but then he's explained, hey, it wasn't Russia. It wasn't this. Don't start a world war. Mm. It was actually this really small pocket group of aliens. And then he just comes out and he's like, oh, they're dead. And I'm like, yeah, dude. He's, um, he says he's meeting with Congress to declare anyone born off world as enemy combatants. Mm. He's only the US president. <laughs> so he could only do that on US soil. Because mm. remember... Remember those last other couple of Marvel movies where you've got every single remaining Asgardian yeah. just living over in Norway yeah, in New yeah, Asgard? Yeah. And like you've got fucking badass Valkyrie being like, I'm a king? Yeah. 
Like, bro. Yeah. What, see, if it was, if they combined Secret Invasion and She-Hulk, what the mm. best thing would have been is that the president, portrayed by Dylan Mulroney, yep. was being was actually a scroll, but what the scroll really looked like was Dylan McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, missed opportunities. Yeah, and even with that, end, like, with him doing that, okay, that's, I guess, tied to this this show and this show's narrative but like when you get to the point that okay the American president's he's been saved but then he's out there making these big declarations the English prime minister was an actual scroll they had a world leader mm. doubled by one of their own and then just some like nufty over in England decides to come out and assassinate the English prime minister thinking they're an alien and it's like I like the idea of like hey anyone that gets on the news and tells someone who's vulnerable to go out and do things and this is what's going to help the world and what's going to save their country, some idiot with a gun is going to pick up their weapon and do something, right? Like, we've seen that happen in the real world and if there was an alien invasion, you can only imagine to the to the nth degree. Like, we just had someone assassinate the Prime Minister in England yeah. because of this. A head of state. A head of state and then the show ends. It's like, wait, this is going to keep going. Yeah. Are we that, going to hear about this in the movies? Probably not. That group should have been, should have then turned into the group from uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. the, the the people without borders or oh, whatever. the flag smashers. The flag yeah, smashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, so, so now we've got a different, mm. uh, I don't know, it's just yeah. a lot. And like, I still get, re- I get really defensive about the whole, like, oh, phase four sucks, no one knows what it's doing, it's got no direction because I, d- I don't want people to just write off well the mcu now is shit and i've got hey we, we both we got mutual friends don't work on the show but they they're like oh the mcu sucks now should have ended at endgame and i'm like no it shouldn't have like no i think every individual project mm. has some absolutely phenomenal moments there's yes. not been a single one where i have except for maybe loki i kind of missed the boat on like i understand people love mm. it i'm not saying it's bad don't come for me yeah uh it's just not my thing yeah it just doesn't like even the the stuff for season two i'm like See, I that's, felt like that's, that's sh- going to be a thing. Yeah. But every other project so far, yes, there's been some low points, but every single one of them has had, I've been like, that's a fucking epic moment. Yeah, there's been promise. And then it's like, well, are they are they underdone by almost a, a Disney Plus directive of here's six episodes. Mm. That's what you get. No more, no less. This is what you have. And it's like, oh, that might not work though for what we want. Like Secret Invasion, they come out six, eight months ago and said, this is a six hour film. And you're like, holy shit, we're getting six hour long episodes. No, we didn't. We got one 55 minute episode, and the rest were somewhere between mm. 35 and 47 minutes or something, with six minutes of credits included. So we didn't get what they promised us on that front. Now, do we need six hours to tell this story? Not necessarily, but when we got to the beginning of episode five, and that was the first drop of, oh, by the way, um, Gravik, what are we doing again? Oh, we're trying to find the uh, Avenger DNA that's in a vault somewhere. Okay, sick. Mm. It's like, when did this... Sorry, what? I just thought you wanted to kill a president and and have countries go to war, and then you just step out after everyone's killed each other and take over the planet. Like, yeah. that was kind of Gravik's plan. But and- then Gravik also conveniently decided to kill every single one of his followers. Just, yeah. to, just to wrap a bow on that, so we didn't have to do it. Mm, he did mm. that for us. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. And like, you get that one line at the end where they're talking about the fact that uh, who, who comes in and says it to whoever else. Oh, by the way, the uh, the Cree have reached out, and they're, uh, yeah, they're happy to talk about some, uh, some, some peace talks. So uh, you guys don't have to uh, be in hiding anymore. The Cree don't want to kill the scrolls anymore. So sick. And it's like, good. Is that? Have we gone through all of this and the only thing we're going to hear about ongoing is that at the start of the Marvels? Mm. Like, 
I feel like this here we were in our maybe first or second podcast talking about the show going when is this even set? Is this going to be like potentially? We got a show that probably should have been called Nick Fury and not Secret Invasion anyway, because then any yeah. changes you make to the say the comic thing, people can't. You might be oh, we're inspired by Secret Invasion, but no, this is just totally a Nick Fury show because it was about him. Other characters were killed to emotionally affect his story arc, seemingly for no other reason. Maria otherwise died, having not really done much in the entire franchise. And I say that loving the character, loving the actress, but it was like she was never properly given much to do along the way. And Talos getting killed, like I said, unceremoniously, purely done to affect Nick Fury and his journey. And it felt like... Well, Samuel L. Jackson, like he's he's getting on. He loves starring in this sort of stuff, but he could die here. This could be the end of his story. Mm. So, but we've seen him in the trailer for the Marvels, which the trailer was released after two or three episodes of Secret Invasion. Maybe this is going to be set prior to Secret Invasion. Maybe it, which would be a weird release thing. And Secret Invasion initially was supposed to wrap up, I think, the week the Marvels was due to come out in late July. So it would have it it would make sense that Secret Invasion definitely was set before the Marvels, but we don't know at this point. And now we get here, and he's come down from the space station. Now he's went back up there at the end of Secret Invasion, and I bet it will be like almost none of it happened. Yeah, will his wife actually be up? Will <laughs> yeah. we see her yeah. in Marvels? Probably not. Just like hanging out on. Whatever they called the station. Yeah. What are they now? It's Sabre? That's the, yeah, it's Sabre. It's not Sword, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, mm. yeah. I just always come back to that phrase, was the juice worth the squeeze? Mm. And with all the other projects, mm. I think they have been. There's always something I can take out of it. Yeah. With this one, I mean, the closest I can get is, yeah, like the train scene. Yeah. You know, in the train story, like mm. those, those moments. Those, yeah. But, I mean... Because like we come out, I remember us talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, I don't know whether it was on air or off air, and and yourself and and Emma and I, and almost the big like the finale. I I, I thought the finale was fine, like, but I can understand people having an issue with it. But I remember us talking about it, and you guys were like, "Ah." Oh, the like ears on his new Captain America suit sucked, and like that was one of our biggest complaints. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like, oh, this whole show shouldn't have existed. Yeah, exactly. This whole show should have been like, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, oh, that should have been a movie. Okay, that's fine. That just means it was kind of stretched out. Obi Wan Disney Plus probably should have been the movie that it started off with. It was there was too much other sort of fluff thrown in along the way. Secret Invasion probably should have been a film as well, but it probably should have been an Avengers movie and it would have been a completely different story than what we got here. Yeah. And our, after the first two episodes, they come out back to back, didn't they? First and second episode? I, I want to say, yeah. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. They come out. Oh, no, because uh, Maria Hill died at the end of the first one. That's right. We did yeah, have to yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first, first episode, second episode, third episode, even fourth episode, Taylor's dying. Juice is worth the squeeze. Absolutely. Mm. Episode five, I'm like... It's tasting a little tangy. Yeah, there's a lot of pulp here. But I will have another gulp, and then by the end of it, it's like, no, I was I was too yeah. full for this, and now I feel sick. And it's just, come on, guys! Like it had so much promise, and the fact that it was the first Disney Plus Marvel series this year, we waited so long. Oh, yeah, the movies right. have been. I mean, Guardians is great, um, but otherwise, people have been a bit meh on the MCU this year. I still. Still haven't seen Quantum Mania. Um, oh, really? I wanted to talk about this on the pod before I sat down and said what I would do, which was 
watch Quantum Mania and then talk about Quantum Mania, which now we've got to do multiverse as well. But no, I, I still have not double seen double feature, double feature. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, well, maybe it's it's our version of Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> uh, Barbenheimer, sorry, Barbenheimer. But um, I'm still defending it, and I'm still defending what's coming up, and 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 excited for what's coming up. But uh, I was, yeah, I was. I mean, like everybody, I guess. I haven't spoken to one person, haven't read, haven't listened to a podcast where people have ended Secret Invasion. Went, no, that was actually really good. Mm. It just, it. I think people were a bit mixed on the start, or they loved how it had started, but everyone's disappointed in the way that it finished, which sucks because yeah, a just... bad show or a, an okay movie or whatever can be saved by a great ending or even a sub, like an, an okay ending. But you have a, a subpar ending or a bad ending, and it can ruin a great film or a great series can be under none. Uh, and this yeah. was not a great series, but it was solid, and then it just ended in a way that we knew that it wouldn't because of the way that She-Hulk made fun of those sort of endings. Yeah. Like That's the one great... Once I realized that and remembered that from She-Hulk, I'm, I'm just sat back and I, I actually couldn't believe that that's what they did. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, that's not a super scroll. Like, mm. that's not what a super scroll is. And then also, remember how Gravik was like basically unkillable the whole time because of extremists? Mm. And then she just blasted him through the stomach. Simple, and- yeah. And that he couldn't heal from mm. for some reason. Now Captain Marvel too, she's pretty impenetrable, right? Like she's she's like Superman esque, um, but she can be I hurt. I feel but... like I feel like only when she's got the or again, this right. is why I want the Marvels to kind of help break it down. Because obviously, like in Endgame, Thanos punched her with the power stone mm. in his hand. She yeah. was flying and stuff like that. I feel like she needs the aura around her to be sort of mm. invulnerable. She did that at one stage when she headbutted him, right? I feel like she or he headbutted yeah. yeah. Yeah, because she, she used fine. that. So I feel yeah. like I feel like if she doesn't have the aura around her, mm. she is kind of just a human. Okay, fair enough. Little, like I, I think you could you could put two in the back of her head if she wasn't paying attention. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but that again, makes I sense. Want, I need the Marvels to help me. Yeah, because mm. of like they seem to have a real awareness of every superhero power that was part of them. Um, yeah. And how to use it, when to call it on. Up until the point where she went to blast him with. Uh, what I mean, it's almost kind of Captain uh, Marvel sort of powers in a sense, like mm. you know, big energy blast. But he wasn't able to think, oh, I can put a little shield around myself and protect myself. I've got a healing thing that can heal anything. Can't heal that. Yeah. Shouldn't have to because I should just be able to block it. But mm. like at the moment where the show and that character, the good guy, needed him to die, he died. Yeah. Regardless of the last ten minutes where we told you he is so super powered, he will never be stopped. Yeah. What What needed to be done is. You need to explain it to us like we're five, <laughs> but it's like they have the exact same powers, so she needs to outsmart him. Mm. She was the only one to use Mantis power, which I thought was clever. That was great. That yep. was that was her outsmarting. Yeah, because why would he, in a, as a bad guy, he's looking for power, he's looking for strength, he's looking for brute strength. Yeah, yeah. 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 When you think about Infinity War, Mantis played such a role in almost taking Thanos down. Yeah. And she doesn't, she's got none of that. Like, she's probably super powered, like, super strong because she's an alien and every alien in almost any franchise is just strong because they're not born on Earth. But, mm. yeah, that was a great way of going, hey, it's not all about brute strength. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah even that. That fight was shit, but that was a great moment. Yeah. Yeah, like little moments in there. Mm. But then other things where it's like, well, okay, so after, air quotes, Nick mm. and Gravik got, you know, super powered in the machine, when the light just... Uh, like they were both looking like humans mm. when it went in. When the light dissipated, Gravik was this big roided out green yeah. as like that's his natural and state. And he never went back, right? Yeah. Through even a sc- 
like barely went back to a, a scroll nev- looking. Yeah. yeah, we never saw that human form again. Really, no. he stayed like that. Whereas Guy was able to maintain her form as Nick Fury. Mm. Mm. So was that an uh, a conscious choice Gravik made? Yeah. to look like a roided out. I don't have to hide Hulk anymore. Scroll. Yeah, I'm going to start looking like, like the Abomination and. Yeah, just. Uh, that was the abomination. Doesn't matter. Don't ask questions. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Endings are hard. Endings are hard. Endings are hard. I mean, this ending of the podcast could be hard. We could stop here. We could touch on the delays. But I mean, how, how much more do we. Because I'm looking now, Marvel delays seven Disney Plus series. Like, that's mm. kind of incredible. Loki's not affected because that is coming out uh, in. Uh, Next month, October. like October. Yeah, October. Yeah. yeah. So it comes out. But I mean, yeah, what if season two? We got to Echo, which was supposed to drop its entire uh, series in late November, like the 29th or something. It's been pushed back. The Ironheart series as well, Daredevil Born Again, uh, they've been pushed back indefinitely at this point because they're not finished, so they can't say for sure when uh, when that's going to happen. But um, Agatha as well, which I almost want to say what it's called, but it's like, what is it called? Because originally, what have we got? Initially, initially it was Agatha, House of Harkness. I kind of like that name. It's like, cool, it's Agatha Harkness, yeah, yeah. House of Harkness, I can deal with that. Then it was Agatha... Coven of Chaos. And I'm like, that's fun. That's sort of Yeah, fun. that's like, the one I remember. Coven, yeah. The Coven of Chaos. That one yeah. stuck for the longest amount of time. Well, now that it's been pushed back from uh, uh, whenever it was going to, to uh, from uh, early fall 2024. So what are we talking like? Almost a year away. It's our spring. Yeah. Now it's been retitled again, and it will now be known as Agatha Darkhold Diaries. So oh. not as great of a title. No. Um, and No, that's... A, that's- Play the play the Sex in the City music <laughs> in the background of that. Oh, you know what? The way that that character is introduced, it would not be out of the realm of possibility that she could start and end every episode sitting in front of an yeah. open window, smoking a durry, and, and just like that, yeah, and just like that, big died. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, and, uh, and, and, and X-Men as well. So what's it say? Originally planned for fall 2023, so like, you know, ish. Now, over the next, ish, now yeah. next couple of months. We'll now drop in early 2024. So not not so yeah, bad not as well. Bad. Um, but uh, might, might be affected too because of our season two, which has been announced and is uh, somewhat in the works. Maybe they wanted them to um, not come out, you know, consecutively, but maybe they would have... Uh, come out pretty close to one yeah. another. So, yeah, well, man. they've already started releasing some of the toys and stuff. Which, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So you can already get like all the action figures. And you yeah. can see uh, Storms with Rock and a Mohawk. Sweet. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Apparently Jean Grey's going to be pregnant. Oh, damn. And Bishop's part of the team now. Mm. Morph is back and he's got his white head. I'm going to have to finally actually watch X-Men from 1997. Oh, and God, how are we even friends? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Does it make it any better that obviously they're available on, on Disney Plus, but I do own them on DVD? Not that's, that I could have I already do as watched well. them, I do but as the well. fact that I do own the physical media. That's much better. does win points. Yeah. I mean, you do also have a photon torpedo of, of, of the first 10 Star Trek mm-hmm. films for some reason mm-hmm. as well. I don't know that any of them have actually been opened. Yeah. The torpedo has, but not mm. the actual discs. Little slimline discs too. Anyway, wow. I mean, speaking of physical media, our last podcast, we, we one of the things we blew up about was the fact that uh, Disney uh, were stopping physical media in Australia altogether. Not just Marvel, not Star Wars, oh, that's but right. Disney. And they were going to release that stupid steel book thing yes. of Wanda Vision, but with no actual with no actual disc. Which I so dumb. Yeah, it's like, obviously it's got to be Disney-esque, but I don't know if it was as simple as like Disney Home Entertainment coming out going, hey, 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 we're giving you what you want. But since then, they've announced that there are, what, four seasons? I think I want to say across uh, Star Wars 
and Marvel. WandaVision is getting a release and Loki, I think Loki season one is the first one it's coming out mm. in the next couple of weeks in the lead up to season two. So that's a smart marketing ploy. It's like, hey, here's some mm. physical media. If you don't watch this other show, well, here it is. You can check it out on Blu-ray and DVD, but also then maybe you want to subscribe to Disney Plus and watch season two. WandaVision is getting a go. And then I think the first two seasons of Mandalorian. Yeah, so right. there, there are, but I mean, that's great news for, I don't know, America, Canada, sure. Yeah. I don't know that that's them going off on what they said uh, and going back rather on what they said in Australia because mm. that's not gonna that's not gonna come out here. Bold in twenty twenty three, you know. Now, now when the shows try and get you know uh, cancelled in five years time for being inappropriate, they yeah. won't be able to just go on and just like delete certain mm-hmm. scenes out mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and then re-upload them. People have physical versions. Jeans guy is going to be forever. Yeah, you know, in in the future. Yep. Yep. All right. Mm. Well, that's uh, on yeah. your left for. Oh. Uh, Sonia, there's a bright spark. Mm-hmm. There's a bright, bright spark for Secret Invasion, Sonia. Livia Coleman. Oh, God, yeah. No, she yeah. was she was great in every single scene. She yeah. was a scene stealer, and it's like her, like, you get the chick that won an Oscar for playing the Queen. Is she going to know how to play in the Marvel sandbox? Because mm. yeah, that's always been my thing. She's a strong get... one for her. I mm. saw her in this. Then she popped up in Heartstopper. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then I finally binged uh, The Bear, and she just popped up for just one Is scene. She? Just oh. one scene in The Bear. See, I haven't done that. I haven't done The Bear yet. Ah. Oh. I've heard a, like she's so good. Nothing but amazing things about the yeah, show. Yeah, so the okay, so, yeah. you know she's um, she's awesome. But yeah, I don't know how Sonya's going to fit in with like a Nick Fury and a Valentina. I don't know if mm. Valentina was originally supposed to be yeah. Sonya in this show. I don't know what the go is there, mm. but I'm curious to see. She does seem to be almost the antithesis of Valentina. Yeah. Well, so well, I'd like to see those two go up against each other. One uh, feedback that I saw, one piece of feedback I saw about Secret Invasion just the other day mm. and someone compared her to Valentina and said, Olivia Coleman is doing with Sonia what they keep trying to have Julia Lee dreyfus do yeah. with Valentina. Not that it's necessarily Julia Lee dreyfus's fault, but they either don't know how to write it, don't know how to shoot her, put her into a scene that give her context and make sense. But it's like, well, along comes Olivia Coleman, and you know that's always been my mm. thing: is that sometimes you get great actors come into these sort of genre fr- uh, franchises and play them up as being this real B, C, D great stuff because, oh, well, the fans love anything and I've got to be exaggerated. I've got to be loud and I've got to be really menacing in this villain. It's like, no, 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 not always. You, mm. Like, take this as seriously as you do anything else. It just happens to be set in a world where there's super-powered people and Olivia Coleman comes in and fucking nails it yeah. in, like, a pretty secondary third role sort of thing. Well, I, I said Sonja and you were just, like, blank, blank, blank. Because haven't, haven't it's just Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, you're right, actually. She probably never even took on board that her name was Sonia. It's yeah. just Olivia Coleman in Marvel. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Like to, like, would like to see her again. Yes, I absolutely. I don't know where that would happen. I don't know where we see most of these people. Maybe anyone. What's, what's the Valentina one? Um... Oh, um, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Maybe yeah. she'll show up in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Valentina. Maybe they know each other. Yeah. You know, and they've, and they've, gives her a call at some stage. Like, yeah. Bri- Olivia no, I'm, Coleman. I'm assuming Valentina knows Nick Fury. Yeah. And if Nick Fury knows Sonia, then well, in the- Sonya, yeah. Comics, they had a thing, right? I think Nick Fury and, oh. and Valentina were a, an item wow, at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, whether or not that'll translate into the MCU or she just stays having been married to Martin Freeman's character. Yeah, we who knows? We don't know. Well, Martin Freeman's free now too. Free man. Yes, he, so hey. we'll see how much has been him and how oh. much has been a scroll. How do we talk about this? Not Okay, how, how do we even talk about this quickly? How have we not spoken about the fact that Rhodey and the big question about how long has he been a scroll? That was the, all the talk after that finale. Because he was wearing a loose-fitting, like, white shirt, everyone's like, 
that's the same shirt that he was wearing when he was all, you know, um, hospital gown he was wearing at the end of Civil War when they were sticking him in a uh, uh, an X-ray machine, a, a, a whatever. What else? Oh, yeah, the MRI. Whatever MRI, was, right? Yeah. Getting an MRI done because his like spine is destroyed and can he walk anymore? That he has been a scroll ever because all the talk prior to this was has it been post Falcon and Winter Soldier when he had that lovely talk with uh, with Sam Wilson walking yeah. through the Captain America Museum was it post Endgame perhaps and uh, well uh, scroll Rhodey was still able to speak as real Rhodey in that scene in Falcon and Winter Soldier maybe it was maybe it was I don't know around about then in the middle of one of these other things hopefully not before Endgame because we don't want to think about that that great line about Rhodey talking about going back in time and strangling baby. Thanos, yeah. like I want, I want Rhodey to say that, not Scroll Rhodey. And then this comes out, and because he wears a, a hospital gown-looking top that just happens to be the same white color, everyone assumes now, oh well, there, there's Marvel confirming. They haven't confirmed anything. Yeah, if it's anything, not confirmed until it's confirmed. The directors come out and went. The good thing about these sort of things is that people can interpret their own. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 not, not this, because that changes that character's involvement yeah. in many, many films. The only, yeah, the only thing I think you can say for for sure is anytime we've seen Rhodey without any of his harnessed mm. leg apparatus. Yeah. That can't that's be. That's a chance. That's that's yeah. got to be a scroll. And that would, would be Falcon and Winter Soldier. Whereas in Endgame, he was still wearing it. Correct. Because the other line in Endgame that people, some people loved the fact that that could be Scroll Rhodey when he is on where we were first introduced to Star Lord in the first Guardians, oh, yes, and yes, they yes, knock yes. him out and they steal the orb and stuff. Where we are watching he and. Nebula. Well, Nebula. I was going to say Gamora. Nebula have that talk about being different to what they once were. I wasn't always like this. Me either. But we work with what we got, right? Oh, wow. I don't remember that. I just remember yeah. him being like, this man is a colossal idiot. That's so you're telling me he's an idiot. Like yeah. that, again, great roadie line. That's not a scroll roadie line, right? Mm. And uh, so that's what I don't want them to take away. But no, like Nebula's obviously looking at that as a, hey, I used to be somebody and now I'm mostly a machine. And roadie going, hey, I used to be fully able and now I you know I shouldn't even be where I am now it's only because I'm living in a super powered world with nanobots and the fact that I wear this you know giant suit that can help me walk and it was two people that struggled to have struggled to have adapted to who they are but being okay with it finally mm. and that means something on a personal level again great character moments that we look for in these giant extravagant scenes and settings and then now it's like well you're now telling me that because he wore this shirt <laughs> So dumb. Mm. The director's telling me I'm allowed to interpret that as being yeah. Scroll Rhodey when you, the Russo saying, brothers never intended that. They wrote that as a great scene. Yeah, are you saying after Endgame, after that battle, he didn't need to go to the hospital and get his back checked out? It could have happened then. Exactly. Just because he's wearing a hospital gown, it's no, fine. Exactly right. right. Yeah. Who wouldn't have? I mean, all of them were bleeding all over the place. Yeah, exactly. So, and Marcus and McFeely, I know they also wrote the, the Avengers films, not just crediting it to the directors for anyone oh, who's yeah. ripping I think we out. all do that. I we all do. Yeah. We all just oh, The Russo yeah, brothers Russo are great. Brothers. And it's like Marcus and McFeely have been writing killer Captain American movies and, and Avengers movies. Did I say Captain American? Whatever I said. <laughs> I? Oh, okay. We can get out of here. I think yeah. I think now that we've I've lost, I'm like, I want to get back to a stage where I can sit down and go, I want to binge it because I felt like that for the first four or five episodes. I'm like, I can't wait to sit down and binge this entire mm. show because it'll only go for a couple of hours. And I lost that after episode six, but maybe yeah. I want to sit down. It and does do it. seem to help. I remember not being a huge fan of Hawkeye. And then I think Christmas, mm. Christmas just gone. I binged Hawkeye uh, and it 
yeah, it holds up a lot better. It's just a single viewing. Okay, maybe I'll do that too. It'll be two years since it came out, and I mm. after after that finale, even though it had Kingpin in it, I've been waiting for the return of Kingpin. I didn't really care for it. Mm. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll binge it as well. Yeah, it holds up better because I want to feel better about that show. Mm. I want to feel better about that show. And hey, the macaroni and cheese and- scene is. That's that's the golden point for that one. Mate, so Florence Pugh. Where yeah. can you go wrong with Florence Pugh? Exactly. All right, that's on your left. Uh, another episode. We'll come back at some stage, and uh, you know, on the on the lead up, we got we got Loki. You know, on the horizon at the end of October. I'll have to get Emma in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's the only one excited about it. Mate. I'm excited in saying that I haven't seen the new trailer that released this week, and I didn't even want to take two minutes mm. out of this podcast to do a live reaction. So you've seen it. You're like, yeah, it looks like more it, of Loki. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Whereas it's, Emma... It's going to be a thing. ...who hasn't joined us talking Marvel since midway through Moon Knight said, mm. this is the most I've been excited about a Marvel thing I in a I believe that was time. another Marvel show we didn't finish. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But again, the questionable finale. I didn't mind mm. the finale. I didn't mind the big kaiju fight. That was fine. I didn't... I, that didn't, well, that yeah, didn't bother. Right. That didn't bother me. That was okay. It was but, fine. Um, it wasn't one of them invisible, though. That was... It's a conversation. Right <laughs> we'll be back. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll finally watch Quantum Mania. And I can see what everyone's banging on about and why they hate it so much. <laughs> Get into geek. So he's an idiot. Yeah.